0: This is Jay Seculo. The ACLJ blocks the Department of Justice and D.C. officials from destroying important evidence. Keeping you informed and engaged, now more than ever, this is Seculo. We want to hear from you. Share and post your comments or call 1-800-684-3110. And now your host, Jay Sekulow. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. We will be taking your calls at 1-800-684-3110. As you know, we have been engaged in the pro-life fight for decades. I mean, literally four decades. And the fight over the years has changed. It's gotten more complicated. We saw the great victory, the overturning of Roe versus Wade. But there was a horrific situation that was taking place in Washington, D.C., where the bodies of five preterm babies were discovered by the D.C. Metropolitan Police Department. The children were apparently from the West uh, Washington Surgery Clinic in Washington, D.C., a facility operated by the late-term abortionist. Instead of ensuring that the horrific deaths of these children were properly investigated, which is actually what the law requires, the police made the assumption that Each child died as a result of a legal abortion. They made this assumption without conducting any investigation or any medical evaluation or autopsies. In fact, some doctors have examined the pictures of these babies and found evidence that would support the conclusion that these children were killed through illegal and egregious partial birth abortion. So it's discovered. Then they want to destroy the evidence. This is the evidence of a possible crime. We'll get into the whole aspect of a dignified burial. But there should the law required an on, a, a real criminal investigation to be taking place, Cece. Right. And they didn't do it.
1: And what's crazy is the medical examiner is the one that was going to destroy the bodies of these babies. But on behalf of, they actually got a direction letter from the Department of Justice to go ahead and destroy these five babies' bodies because they didn't need them anymore. But they've not done an investigation. So they literally were going to destroy evidence of partial birth abortion, which is illegal, and they don't care to even look into it. And what's amazing is another kind of twist to this is that the pro-lifers that actually brought these babies aborted bodies to the attention of the police they actually now have come under scrutiny and they had charges filed against them. Yeah. So they don't go after the abortionist, but they go after the pro-lifers that actually turn these babies over to the police. We
0: had been working with Pat Mahoney, the Christian Defense Coalition, for 40 something years. He used to be the, um, originally when we met, he was the communications director for Operation Rescue. Remember that protest in front of the Chinese embassy that we were successful in making sure he had access to the public streets and sidewalks? That was our work with pat mahoney so we've got a long history with him he's going to join us in the next segment of the broadcast what i want you to understand here is they want to provide and by the way pat's group wants to provide a dignified burial for the bodies the remains of these children which i think is really appropriate but what i want you to understand is that the this case should be a criminal investigation being conducted by metropolitan police detectives not the department of justice and the uh dc metro police saying dispose of the evidence and that's how they call it you know get rid of the evidence
1: yeah and that is very telling again that the biden administration and the police department don't want these bodies examined to show that they were done uh you know illegally by a partial birth abortion procedure
0: so for two years and despite the fact that the dc law requires as i said medical autopsies Uh, after these mysterious deaths, nothing had been done. We were prepared to file an emergency writ of mandate uh, in the Washington, D.C. courts to uh, make sure these bodies were not destroyed. We didn't have to do that because of the quick action of our legal department. The D.C. Metro said they will not be destroying these unborn children. They will not be cremating the remains. Uh, And now we still may have to go to court on because we'll see where it plays out. We're going to get more into this in the next segment. The fight for life folks, is front and center at the work of the American Center for Law and Justice. And I want to encourage you to go to ACLJ.org. That's ACLJ.org and support our work. Become a champion for liberty, a champion for life, a champion for freedom. If you give monthly to the ACLJ, you become a champion. We are at 19,265 champions, which is great. We want to get by the end of this month to 19,500. Go to ACLJ.org forward slash
2: champions the challenges facing americans are substantial at a time when our values our freedoms and our constitutional rights are under attack it's more important than ever to stand with the american center for law and justice for decades now the aclj has been on the front lines protecting your freedoms defending your rights in courts in congress and in the public arena and we have an exceptional track record of success. But here's the bottom line. We could not do our work without your support. We remain committed to protecting your religious and constitutional freedoms. That remains our top priority, especially now during these challenging times. The American Center for Law and Justice is on your side. If you're already a member, thank you. And if you're not, well, this is the perfect time to stand with us at ACLJ.org where you can learn more about our life-changing work. Become a member today, aclj.org.
3: After nearly 50 years, Roe versus Wade, the tragic ruling that manufactured a so-called right to abortion has been overturned by the United States Supreme Court. This is the moment the ACLJ has been fighting for. It's the biggest victory we've achieved in our three decade long fight against the soulless abortion industry. And believe me, abortionists like Planned Parenthood are devastated. This victory would not have been possible without the steadfast prayer and support of ACLJ members like you. On behalf of the entire ACLJ, I thank you for standing with us against the abortion industry and helping us save defenseless babies. I thank you for making this victory possible. And I ask you for your continued prayer and support as we continue to battle against barbaric new abortion laws across our nation.
0: Hey, welcome back to the broadcast. We are taking your calls and comments at 800 684 3110, ACLJ, front and center on the life issue, have been for 40 years. It's changed since uh, Dobbs, and now this was a very unique case. Joining us on the phone is our good friend. Uh, the president and executive director and founder of the Christian Defense Coalition, Pat Mahoney, who we've worked with for almost 40 years. Uh, Pat and I go way back to the Operation Rescue days. He's been involved, of course, in that protest in front of the Chinese embassy during the human rights issues there. So he's been a human rights activist for a long time. Pat, tell us again, I, we kind of gave it a, a quick summary in the opening segment, but what was the concern here? What did you find out?
4: Okay, Jay, well, two years ago, Uh, Two pro-life activists working with the group POW saw a medical waste person coming out of late-term abortion clinic in Washington, D.C., and they amazingly asked them, asked him, could they have what was in this large barrel? And he must have had pro-life tendencies, leanings, Mm -hmm. guilt. Anyway, he gave them the barrel, in the barrel. There were a hundred aborted children, but of notice were five late-term aborted children, and at least two of them, Jay, were eight months old and looked like they were aborted via partial birth abortion, which was illegal. The medical examiner took those bodies two years ago. Those five late-term aborted children, and the ACLJ members of Congress, pro-life organizations immediately demanded an autopsy to find out if infanticide happened, if the law was broken in our nation's capital. For two years, they've done nothing. A week ago, today, Monday, it was told that the Department of Justice had told the the Washington, D.C., medical examiner to discard, cremate the bodies. Now, of course, these are children. They deserve honor and dignity. Their lives have value, purpose, and meaning. Whatever the abortionists felt, or Mayor Bowser felt, or the Biden administration felt, and we thought it was critical that they have a honorable burial with dignity. Pat, so, let me ask they, a
0: question. Let me ask a question on that because I'm with you. I don't like, I don't like the, um, the, the, the babies being treated like their debris. Right. Uh, and so what were you planning – What if you were able to get custody of these children, what were you planning on doing?
4: Well, um, giving them – have it's called a release of transfer. I've been working with the Catholic diocese here in Washington, D.C. Um, they are interested too. So let's say um, I got custody of these babies. I would turn them over to the Catholic diocese. There is a Catholic um, cemetery in D.C., Catholic funeral directors, and we would ensure in a service that these children were given honor, that they were respected, and they had a proper burial, Jay, instead of ending up in an ash heap somewhere. And um, you got it was amazing. Uh, Just to your listeners, you wonder, should you support the ACLJ? I'm saying yes. I'm on a long prayer walk in the battlefields of Fredericksburg, Virginia. I text Jay early in the morning. He gets right back to me last Monday and says, we're going to put our team on it. I hear from uh, Olivia in Virginia Beach, Benjamin in Washington. And anyway, this incredible team gets on. Um, We file our affidavits. Katie and I, my wife and I, requested the babies. And I love this moment, Jay. We don't get too many of them, but it was great. So we're hearing the babies are going to be cremated Friday without a dignified burial your team the aclj team uh with benjamin and uh, several other aclj attorneys sent an email to the general counsel of the washington dc medical examiner and i love this they said if you do not respond to us by 12:30 p.m on friday we are going into court after you. And I don't know all about the writ of Van Davis, yep. all the, the technicalities there. But Jay, listen to this at 1226, four minutes before that deadline, the general counsel for the D.C. medical examiner contacts them and hours before these babies were to be cremated and says they will not be uh, destroyed. They will not be cremated. And we are considering all options there are three groups, that diocese, myself represented by the J. and 45 members of Congress.
0: Well, look, I mean, here's the, the great news in this is, first of all, that you were aware of the situation. You notified us, and immediately we put a team on it, and the end result is, at least for now, it's not over, at least for now they're not destroying the children. They're not going to destroy it, which is also evidence of a criminal trial that they failed to investigate.
1: Yeah, and that is what is so ridiculous, too. Obviously, these are children that deserve a decent burial, as uh, Reverend Mahoney said. Absolutely. But it's also evidence in a criminal trial. And for the Department of Justice, Biden's Department of Justice, to send a directive to the chief medical examiner and say dispose of those bodies, that is inexcusable. That is inexcusable. They're trying to get rid of evidence that shows illegal abortions were taking place at this abortion clinic and it shows you again the abortion distortion yep. they do not want any kind of condemnation against abortion
0: you know pat you and i go back a long long time and i think about the early days of the operation rescue movement and and we had experiences not um that not too different from this uh, with aborted uh children and the fact is that they are human beings that deserve dignity and respect
4: I, I, uh, Jay, an Irish proverb says, "We show honor and respect for the living by how we honor the dead." And I want to uh, address that point about uh, evidence. Lauren Handy of Pow is facing 11 years in federal prison for a peaceful sit-in at this very abortion clinic. In fact, she was one of the people that that found the babies, and her whole contention. Uh, And defense was she was there to stop illegal activity. She peacefully sat in to stop partial birth abortions. So these children are material evidence in her in her um, sentencing. She was found guilty because they hadn't done an autopsy. And she's going to be sentenced in May, maybe up to 11 years in prison. And we just have to wonder, Jay. Did the Department of Justice want to discard these children before her sentencing came up and ensure that there was no evidence entered in her case? Look, I think
0: you have to, all of that has to be part of the assumption process here. And what I'm telling, what I want our listeners and our members of the ACLJ, especially you ACLJ champions, When we talk about these cases with people like Pat Mahoney, Pat's the client. They need legal representation so we can go in, if necessary, there are rid of mandamus, to go into court to get a just resolution. Your support enables us to do it. And the fact is, CeCe, as you look at this now, the reality is... This was a destruction of evidence case, not only a pro-life case, but it was a destruction of evidence case by the Department of Justice and the D.C. medical examiner. Yeah,
1: and this is the perfect example of us needing to be able to act in a moment's notice, which we did here. Just like Reverend Mahoney said, we got the evidence, we fired off the letter And literally with six minutes, you know, the deadline we gave, we got an announcement that, yes, we're not going to be destroying these babies. But that's why champions, ACLJ champions, are so important because these kind of situations come up without us knowing and we need to be able to act immediately on them.
0: Let me ask you this, Pat, for people that want to support your great work, uh, as I do support Pat's work uh, at the Christian Defense Coalition, where's the best place for them to go?
4: Actually, Jay, we now just work mostly through Facebook and Twitter. That's our most vibrant, uh, active way because we can get immediately. So just Rev Mahoney on Facebook and Rev Mahoney on Twitter, we have opportunities to give there. And once again, I I do want to say to all those who support the ACLJ, this was literally put together in hours after I reached out to Jay. And so um, thank you for that, Jay, and thank you for the stellar work. Of the ACLJ, and finally, continue to pray, brothers and sisters. Yep. These babies are still in the morgue, and uh, we still have a way to go. Yeah, here. the
0: case is not. I, I want to be clear, there, Pat. The case is not over. They said they're not doing anything right now. Uh, we have a writ of mandamus prepared if necessary, and we'll take the appropriate action if we need to. Hopefully, we do not. But uh, Pat, thanks for being a champion for life yourself, and uh it's always an honor to work with you and support your work, folks. This gives you the perfect example of what we do at the ACLJ every day. You know, these are real people people like pat mahoney that need real help they need sophisticated legal counsel to walk through a very sophisticated area of the law when you're dealing with the re- human remains and but there's law on that and we're able we were able to put it together
1: yeah and and just the, not only did Reverend Mahoney get involved but Congress got involved and we actually have Chip Roy yeah. that that tweeted out this is a welcome development we are so grateful for the work of the ACLJ and everyone in the pro-life movement to prevent this evidence from being destroyed so that justice can be sought these children, or hey,
0: these children. L- let me ask you to do this go ahead and join the ACLJ's champion team that means you can give monthly whatever the amount is you go to ACLJ.org become a champion for life a champion for liberty a champion for freedom and give monthly we're Goal here, 19,500 by the end of the month. We started with about 15,000 in October. We've added 4,500. We want to keep that momentum going. ACLJ.org forward slash champion. If you can donate monthly, you're going to be standing for life, liberty, and freedom. Again, ACLJ.org forward slash champions. Got an update on Israel coming up with Rick Rennell. You're not going to want to miss it.
3: After nearly 50 years, Roe versus Wade, the tragic ruling that manufactured a so-called right to abortion has been overturned by the United States Supreme Court. This is the moment the ACLJ has been fighting for. It's the biggest victory we've achieved in our three-decade-long fight against the soulless abortion industry. And believe me, abortionists like Planned Parenthood are devastated. This victory would not have been possible without the steadfast prayer and support of ACLJ members like you. On behalf of the entire ACLJ, I thank you for standing with us against the abortion industry and helping us save defenseless babies. I thank you for making this victory possible. And I ask you for your continued prayer and support as we continue to battle against barbaric new abortion laws across our nation.
2: The challenges facing Americans are substantial. At a time when our values, our freedoms, and our constitutional rights are under attack, it's more important than ever to stand with the American Center for Law and Justice. For decades now, the ACLJ has been on the front lines, protecting your freedoms, defending your rights in courts, in Congress, and in the public arena. And we have an exceptional track record of success. But here's the bottom line. We could not do our work without your support. We remain committed to protecting your religious and constitutional freedoms. That remains our top priority, especially now during these challenging times. The American Center for Law and Justice is on your side. If you're already a member, thank you. And if you're not, well, this is the perfect time to stand with us at aclj.org, where you can learn more about our life-changing work. Become a member today. aclj.org. We're taking your calls at
0: 800-684-3110. First two segments, we dealt with the life issue. We're now turning our attention to the Middle East. And uh, the IDF says yesterday two hostages were rescued from Gaza. That's because they went into Rafa. Rick uh, Grinnell, our uh, consultant, senior consultant, senior advisor for international affairs and national security, former director of national intelligence and ambassador to Germany. Um, Rick you know, there's a lot of pressure coming on Israel from the Biden administration, man, a ton of pressure trying to stop the move into Rafah. That, that that seems to be the, because there's a lot of people in Rafah, and they're trying to get them out, but there's a big Hamas stronghold there. And obviously the sense is, I mean, you don't have to read between the lines too much here that some of those hostages are there. Two have now been freed. What's your sense of what's going on?
5: Well, it was troublesome to see uh, the Biden administration tell the Israelis to uh, back off, from Rafa and then the Israelis ignored Joe Biden and went in and rescued two hostages. Look, I, I think that the United States role needs to be to support Israel right now while we're trying to get these hostages out. That's the first thing. I, I don't think we should be talking about ceasefires or anything other than let's get the hostages out. You can't really talk about a ceasefire or rebuilding Gaza or all the things that we wanna get to until. Hamas releases the hostages. That is the number one issue. And by the way, Jay, it's been more than 125 days and we have Americans that are being held hostage.
0: Yep. Uh, we now know that Israel uncovers Hamas tunnels under uh, UNRWA's headquarters in Gaza. And we even know that they're, at least Israel is claiming, that the terrorists were siphoning off electricity from that site. So this was at UNRWA's ha- headquarters, the relief agency, and there are tunnels under there. Now, this we know the UNRWA employees were holding hostages. I want to bring a federal lawsuit, by the way. I'm meeting in in uh, our offices in Virginia Beach on Monday with a lawyer that I work with that does a lot of counterintelligence, counterterrorism litigation against Iran. We're, we're looking at a lawsuit, though, against UNRWA itself because they were we were funding their people who were holding Israeli and Americans hostage.
5: Look, I think that it's not too much of a jump to say that American tax dollars through the UN were funding a terrorist organization. We've seen the proof now, and that's against the law. It's actually against the law to fund uh, known hostage uh, groups and to somehow harbor or give aid to terrorist organizations. No American wants to do that. And what we've now proven is that this UN agency, Uh, which is, by the way, uh, designed in theory to help starving Palestinians, a humanitarian uh, endeavor, which who can't uh, agree with helping people who are starving and homeless? That is the whole ideal. And many Americans sign up for that ideal. The problem is, is in reality, that's not what's happening. And I think that we can go through U.N. program after U.N. program where we're sold this idealistic endeavor to to help people. And then we find out that there's nefarious reasons uh, for. The actions and our money is going to support programs that we don't agree with. So we've got to get to the bottom of this. The U.N. should use this as a red alert to clean up the other programs that they're that they're funding without proper management.
0: You know, UNRWA is not funded by the United States right now. Germany has has laid back on that as well. We have filed CC today. An uh, action at the United Nations Human Rights Council?
1: Right, so the 55th session of the Human Rights Council is um, starting, and we file written submissions each session. And every time we can support Israel, we do. So this is our written submission supporting Israel. And we basically say it's imperative that the international community unconditionally condemn Hamas's actions for what they are, war crimes, and hold Hamas and its allies responsible for their continuing atrocities. We just want to keep pointing out that Israel has a right to self-defense And what Hamas did was war crimes, and the international community needs to condemn it, not support it, and not fund it through UNRWA.
0: Rick, the the thing that has happened, which does happen in these situations, is October 7th starts looking like a distant memory. And part of what we have to do here at the ACLJ is remind the international community of the atrocities that were created, that it violated international human rights law, international law, and the international law of armed conflict. Not that Hamas cares, but the rest of the world should care. And that, and you, you spent 10 years at the UN, so you know what it's like there. It's a tough place to work, but I tell people that say, well, why the UN?
5: You have to be there, even though it is a hostile environment. Oh you have to be there and thank God that <clears throat> that we are the ACLJ is there so we are holding the UN to account one of the only organizations that really pushes back on the UN look I, I think Jay the the information that has been revealed on UNRWA uh, is devastating to the UN I think at this point the UN is going to have to stop the the UNRWA program altogether they've to ha- they're going to have to rethink how they do, uh, you know, refugees or uh, outreach for humanitarian causes. I don't think that UNRWA will ever be able to get back its credibility. They've lost its credibility. They've funded terrorists. They should shut down the whole program and rethink how we're going to do this.
0: Let me ask you, I want to go back to the UN and with UNRWA and the keeping of hostages obviously this is a major issue and I think there's legal action that we can take but Rick coming from your perspective former ambassador former UN official you know former director of national intelligence this is a very complicated situation in the Middle East that is really spiraling a little out of control we've had the you know the engagement against our own military and a a fairly tepid response Um, and I know there's you want to you want to use diplomacy as much as you can it all comes down to it looks like with the hostages and the and Hamas that the intermediary is Qatar. What is your sense of their role in this
5: and how that plays? I spoke to uh US officials in Egypt this morning about this exact issue and Egypt is beginning to play a, a bigger role, I would say, than Qatar. I think they're recognizing that they need to uh, step up. Uh, so we're thankful that Egypt is doing this, but Qatar, no question, uh, has traditionally been the one that we would go to to try to solve some of these problems. I do think that in a crisis like this, we uh, diplomats need to take one thing at a time. The first thing they need to work on is freeing the hostages. We should not be having talks of ceasefire or rebuilding Gaza or what to do uh, with the the Arab group and, and how their roles are going to play out that those conversations are not appropriate right now. Right now, we just need to focus on getting the hostages free. This is a violation of international law and every single country should recognize freeing the hostages is the only important conversation. Egypt has a role, Qatar has a role, but so does uh, Israel and so does Joe Biden. We need to pressure the Biden administration to stay focused on releasing the hostages. All the other conversations can come later.
0: All right. Thanks, Rick. We appreciate it. Rick, uh, of course, senior advisor to us here at the ACLJ, part of the ACLJ team. Your support of the ACLJ allows us to have people like Rick Rinell that are experts. I mean, we've got two cabinet members that are part of our team. Mike Pompeo, Rick Rennell, and of course, we still work with John Ashcroft, who was a former attorney general. So folks, your support makes a huge difference. If you could support the ACLJ monthly, $5 a month, $10, $20, whatever it is, You become a champion for life, liberty, and freedom. You become the backbone of when we do those matching challenges, you're part of that match. You are people that engage in the matching challenge. So we want to encourage you to do that at aclj.org forward slash champions to give monthly. You see the work. We're describing what we've done, whether it's globally or right here in the United States. aclj.org forward slash champions.
2: For decades now, the ACLJ has been on the front lines, protecting your freedoms, defending your rights in courts, in Congress, and in the public arena. The American Center for Law and Justice is on your side. If you're already a member, thank you. And if you're not, well, this is the perfect time to stand with us at ACLJ.org, where you can learn more about our life-changing work. Become a member today, ACLJ.org.